Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, as we move on to part three of The Watchman's Cry, I will remind you that in parts one and two, we address salvation's new birth mandate and why Jesus made it very clear that in order to enter the kingdom of God, one must be born again from above. This divine and sacred truth is the foundation for every other end-time reality we will cover in love's last call, for it is the most important matter that man must consider. It comes down to this, a person's decision to believe God's word that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, leading to repentance unto eternal life, or to remain in their prideful stubbornness in rejection of the Savior's love and grace, that is the outflow of his perfect blood atonement sacrifice, which he offered up on mankind's behalf, holds within it the life or death destiny that awaits every human born to earth. To believe and receive is to live, To reject and deny is to die. Without a man or woman being made alive in salvation's new birth, forgiveness, regeneration, miracle, within their spirit man, whereby they will be guaranteed eternal life in God's kingdom. They will remain numbered in sin's domain of death and darkness, with hell being their final destiny, no matter how much the user-friendly, man-exalting messages of today attempt to convince them otherwise. And as we set that life-or-death reality reminder as our launch pad for the message today, we are going to begin a study on what the Holy Scriptures say regarding the importance for the children of God to be on the alert with Holy Spirit understanding of the prophetic realities that are unfolding all around us. For not only will this keep us in a mode of readiness and right living as we await the Lord's return, but it will also serve to stir us to be more diligent in sharing the good news of salvation's promise in Jesus Christ the Savior. Unfortunately, many believers today are living without the awareness that as a new creation in Jesus Christ the Lord, those who have been truly born again of his Spirit were at that moment instantly transferred from the kingdom of darkness into God's eternal kingdom of light. We are now children of the light and of the day, and as such have been given the promise that we will not be taken by surprise when God's sacred salvation purposes are fully accomplished in fullness of time precision. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 2-10, this awesome truth is confirmed. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying, peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that the day would overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. 
For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of our salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are also doing. The Lord does not want his children to be unaware, and therefore he has given us his Holy Spirit with the promise, as recorded in John thirteen sixteen, that he will lead us into all truth. In Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine, it is written, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Luke 8, 17 states, For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Daniel 2.22 then echoes, He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. In John 15.15, it is also written, I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. And in Amos 3, 7, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. In this critical hour in the earth, it is more important now than it has ever been for the people of God to be paying strict attention to the prophetic word of truth especially in light of the enemy's counterposition as revealed in Isaiah 14, 13 to 14, where he blasphemously mocks the God of all creation with a prideful taunt of, I will ascend to heaven, I will raise my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit on the mount of assembly in the recesses of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will make myself like the Most High. Of course, verse 15 makes certain that he will never attain to his demonic schemes, for it is also written, Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to Sheol, to the recesses of the pit. Lucifer, also known as Satan, which means adversary, has already been defeated by the blood of the Lamb, slain before the foundation of the world. However, he is relentless still in his prideful ambitions and one-world agenda to usurp the Lord God Almighty. As small g, God of this world, Lucifer has set up his networking of organizations and services that have been built on the blueprint of the Tower of Babel, which was headed up by Nimrod, Noah's great-grandson. Nimrod is the first type and symbol of the Antichrist, and in his relationship to Noah, who was a righteous man of God, we can also bear witness to how Satan's schemes of deception while working in contradiction to God's truth, counterfeit it, and why every spirit must therefore be tested to ensure that it is really from God. Nimrod, being a natural relative of Noah, did in no way ensure that he was also of God or that his salvation was secure. 
He was, in fact, an enemy of God and an agent of the devil. In this great hour of deception, we must know how to separate the holy from the profane and to not be dissuaded by those who say they are Christian and yet by their fruits indicate otherwise, or by things that superficially appear to be good and worthwhile on the surface, but underneath are seething with evil. Sometimes you have to lift the rock to see the maggots underneath it. Additionally, since Lucifer is the god of this world, as described by Jesus as such, and since Jesus also said that his kingdom is not of this world, the safe and scriptural conclusion is that every organization and government that has been originated by unsaved men and women for the purposes of their own advancement and personal gain and preservation of this world and its carnal systems must be recognized as serving Lucifer and his purposes. If we as believers in and followers of the Messiah of God do not come back to this critical understanding, we are in grave danger of unsuspectedly joining with the agents of darkness and insulting the spirit of grace. And in fact, this sad and frightening reality is already at work in such examples as Freemasonry, which we will be addressing more fully as we move on in this message. We hear a lot about conspiracy theories, which can be a turnoff to believers who feel that there is no credibility in the facts that support them. But we are going to peel back the curtain to take a look behind the superficial appearance of things and line them up with the word of God to see what is really taking place in the many organizations that are being accepted at face value without realizing that they are prophetic indicators that should stir the hearts of God's people with holy separation understanding and be ready positioning. First of all, let's begin with Merriam-Webster's definition of conspiracy theory, which they define as a theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as the result of a secret plot by usually powerful conspirators. As we apply that characterization to Lucifer's agenda, recorded in Isaiah 14, 13 to 14, that I shared with you a moment ago, where we read that the Lord's arch enemy has set his intention to raise his throne above the stars of God and to become like the Most High, as well as looking back to the erection of the Tower of Babel as his first organized attempt at a one-world order. Should it really surprise us that there are, in fact, secret organizations that continue to serve him in his prideful takeover agenda? not in the hyperbolic and vain imagination mania sense that many conspiracy theorists propagate, but in the scriptural God-ordained purpose reality sense that is founded on the prophetic truth of his word. Scripture makes it very clear that the earth as we now know it has an expiration date imprinted on it, and that before the end of the age culminates, a world leader, namely the Antichrist, will, under the demonic anointing of Lucifer, set up a one-world religious, governmental, and economic order over which he will temporarily reign until Jesus returns and casts him and his false prophet into the lake of fire. Jesus will then reign for a thousand years, after which the white throne judgment will commence 
and the great I Am will create new heavens and a new earth. On the foundation of these scriptural realities, we will be investigating some of the organizations, movements, and societies that have been, are, and will continue to be used to further the positioning of those things that must take place in fulfillment of God's prophetic word of truth, leading to the conclusion of things as we now know them, and the commencement of the eternal realities yet to come. In part four of The Watchman's Cry, we will begin our investigation of the many Luciferian Antichrist organizations that are serving him in his one-world agenda, starting with the Illuminati, which represents the basis for the darkened enlightenment that emanates from Lucifer, the fallen angel, who falsely appears as an angel of light. In our study, we will learn how man's quest for secret knowledge and the desire to be like God has morphed into a major networking system that is supporting the enemy's rebellious agenda to gain the world's worship. Until then, and as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com. Dot agape light